Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Yoder's Farm. It's Eldon and Lowell here with you today. Lowell, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Eldon. Appreciate it. Appreciate the warm welcome that you've given me. Well, good. I'm glad you're here. It's uh, kind of a drippy day outside, a little chilly. Um, what is it, March the 18th, 19th, 18th. somewhere in there? Mm-hmm. So, what's been going on at the farm last couple of weeks? Well, it's drippy and chilly, like you said, so we've been drinking a lot of coffee and tea and stuff like that. Very good. You pulled some recovers the other night. We did. And yesterday was St. Patrick's Day. I thought we should mention that. Okay. Did you eat anything green? Hmm. Probably. I had, I some, ate some, lettuce or I had some mint uh, ice cream last night. Oh, that yeah. Was yeah. About as close as I got. And we have a nephew named Patrick, so true, we should. True. Shout out to Patrick. Shout out to Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> he hopefully never. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty young to be listening to the podcast at this age. Yeah, and his daddy would probably be horrified if he knew we were talking about his son. Probably. Does his dad ever listen to our podcast? I don't know. I should check with him. Our brother, you mean? <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so it's, um, you know, definitely springtime, or I guess officially on the calendar it isn't quite, but we're definitely in springtime mode. The maples are blooming, budding, uh, the strawberries are waking up, the grass is greening up, and uh, it's sort of sort of go time, I guess. Man. Though we're still making yeah. preparations uh, for on into the summer and so <clears throat> forth. But yeah, the last couple weeks has started to feel the spring rush, I guess. Yeah, it's coming whether we're ready for it or not. And by it, we're talking about strawberry season, I guess, in particular. But the tomatoes continue to be a, a big part of what we're up to right now, too. Well, strawberry season, we... Our, we open our farm more broadly to the public. Yeah. So there's a lot of, uh, of things. There are a lot of things that go along with that. Like, uh, you know, the whole, it's just a whole another part of the farm and clean up and uh, getting everything ready there, um, ready for people yeah. and uh, parking areas and so forth. So, yeah, we. Besides trying to coax the strawberries along the last couple or number right. of weeks there. Yeah, so um, let's talk strawberries, I guess, since that's okay. kind of front front of mind. Um, we they've started growing, actively growing there. You know, during the winter, we we cover some of them and some of them not, but they kind of flatten down there, especially under the road covers. There, kind of it's nothing harmful that's just how they are but then you start getting these warmer days and they start actively growing pushing new re, uh, leaves up uh, and the plant itself kind of you see it bunching and raising yeah. up off the plastic is is kind of a cool thing to observe but as soon as they uh, are growing you're they're also pushing out buds and flowers and so forth, so you're starting to think about that because that's the basis of your whole season. Yeah. And um, I would say, so we have a few scattered flowers now. We're not really into blooming, blooming uh, stage. 
but we're really, really close. Yeah. And uh, a little bit of warmer weather next week, that'll probably kind of push us over the top. We do have the, uh, the very earliest variety of the Sweet Charlies. They are uh, actively blooming, so we are trying to save those blooms. Very and good. Get them to turn into red berries. So then you can extrapolate out about, you know, they say 30 days, but early season, the reality is it's generally a little bit cooler. So, you know, 35 to 40 is, could be more, more realistic. So that's putting us right in that kind of Normal. late April time frame. And that's, yeah. So, yeah. and that trend seems to be uh, kind of, general across the eastern united states from what i've gathered in my little bit you know you hear stuff from north carolina or maryland or virginia beach and everywhere it seems like it's fairly normal type spring yeah yeah um there seems to be uh quite a bit of optimism that we should have a fairly good season a nice relatively mild winter and um nothing really harsh to affect the plants and uh, they sh- and then the often you'll find if you have a nice fall warm fall you're actually doing a lot of good for your following spring just by having that extended period of fall growth and it I don't know it just seems like particularly for the roots I guess and yeah just the whole plant in general yeah. is just getting established and it's you're making your spring crop in the fall, in the fall. sort yep. of. Which so. is why we always push so hard to try to get them in the ground on time. Yeah, or or row cover and try to just enhance what you have. Yeah, so yeah. Because of those factors, you know, anything can happen. It's farming, but it, it yep. looks to be a decent crop coming on. So like I said, most of our plants are just, you know, you can find a bloom here or there. Uh, we were on with the covers two weeks ago, basically two weeks ago. Okay. That was because we dropped into, we we're supposed to get into the mid twenties and that was mainly to protect some buds that had started poking up. Tight buds are probably good down into the lowish twenties, but when you're dealing with kind of marginal. Yeah conditions sometimes better just to play it safe so we ended up covering most everything leaving it covered for several days and that protected the buds but it also probably helped kind of push things along you can keep those nighttime temperatures a little bit warmer and we're late enough into march with no extreme hopefully extremely cold bitter weather on the horizon that we felt comfortable doing that so then we were back off with the covers. Um, you know, you also need to be working with the plants. Um, we use a, a grass herbicide in, in, on the grass in the between Romans. the rows, yeah. and uh, so you need to control that. Otherwise, it's you know it's probably some of it's foot and a half, maybe not quite two feet tall, but it's getting on up there. Those that grass. While it, it did its job of uh, erosion control mm-hmm. over winter, it's now starting to shade things, so you need to knock that back. And then that actually provides a nice thatch uh, to walk on. And At least it, in theory. It suppresses uh, weeds. Yeah. So 
uh, and it's just good for the soil. Yeah. So yeah. you you can't you can't do anything with that with the covers on. So the yeah. covers had to come back off. We knew at some point they'd have to go back on, and so we're looking at uh, upper twenties towards this weekend. I think uh, Friday night we had this rain that we're talking about now. Maybe some thunderstorms today, then it moves out tomorrow, okay. and then it gets cold. So we knew that we had this rain event coming up, so you, it's very difficult to pull wet row covers. Yeah, and it's not yeah. good for the plants because you can be spreading disease or so forth just because of the wet cover contact with the plants. It's not for good for the poolers either because they're way heavier. Yeah. Well, it's just miserable and, yeah. and sometimes impossible to yeah, do yeah. if they're really wet. So we went on and pulled the covers, many of the covers that we hoped to pull last night. Um, they're they're soggy, wet right now, just mm-hmm. sitting out there, yeah. not really doing anything. But they're in place then for tomorrow, and hopefully the rain moves out, and it is supposed to be windy. Hopefully it's not quite as windy as they're calling for but then uh it'll flop those covers yeah. dry and they'll hopefully provide us yeah good protection for tomorrow night tomorrow night could we get through without covering possibly yeah wind's supposed to stay up all night and it's only supposed to get to 28 or 29 if that all happens yeah probably a bloom could potentially survive but like I said before, sometimes being safe is just, you know, if you have something that you can do, yeah, just yeah. do it and be on the safe side. So that was our strategy. If you can even marginally improve your odds of uh, having a better crop, it's yeah, generally. I mean, at the end of the it. day, that's kind of why you, why you do this is to have more berries to pick to sell to more people and so forth. So yeah. So your son can keep going to school, and you're doing the same. Uh, you're doing the same work, pretty much. You know, your same inputs and everything. Yeah, so yeah. maximizing that crop. Exactly. On a, you know, well, there's there's so many things that you can't control. Right. Um, you know, the things that you can at least affect, you probably should go ahead and at least try. Give it a whirl. <laughs> I don't know. There, you know, there's a chance of severe weather today. I don't think it's actually going to materialize too much here. At least we hope. Not. I hadn't heard that. And some people claim, so probably one of the the most uh, dreaded uh, things to a strawberry farm would be like a horrific hailstorm. Yeah. There is some thought that possibly row covers could help with that. Okay. So I thought, well, we know, we know it's probably better to get them on anyway. So now they're on. And obviously we hope we don't have a hailstorm today. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there would be some slight possibility that if we did, that could provide some benefit. I don't know yeah. how how much. Seems like it might tear your uh, things up. Covers too. up. Yeah. yeah. But maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how effective they would be. So anyway, Very that's good. kind of uh, where strawberry farming is um, over the next weeks. Well, so it's a cool spell over this weekend, and it's going to be like 50s and uh, upper 20s. Having these covers on will keep pushing them along a little bit too, which isn't all bad. Yeah. And then we'll be getting the covers off probably Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday time frame. Looks like it's going to warm up into the 70s. 
and um, we. That sounds run. like good strawberry growing weather. Yeah, it is. Maybe a little bit more rain coming in, which okay. you know, I'd be fine with dry weather, which we've had basically two plus weeks of pretty dry weather. Yeah. So that's been yeah. helpful. Uh, fungicides. Uh, this is all the research shows that during the bloom period is when you protect your strawberry um, blossoms from Botrytis gray mold. So this is over the next weeks is when we'll be uh, working with that. And uh, it's quite a scientific thing. Uh, you rotate through different fungicides. Uh, resistant. There's a lot of talk about uh, resistance to certain fungicides and uh, won't bore you with the details but anyway uh, I listen to meetings and so forth and that's what they're talking about so we're rotating through different fungicides trying to be fairly specific about what we're doing and uh, being smart about it I guess yeah yeah so if you can protect those berries while they're yet blooms and during the bloom phase it helps you out down the road when you're picking so that'll happen over the next weeks um, a little bit of spring cleanup to do on the plants just may taking off some dead leaves it's healthy for the plant uh, a little bit of weeding um, overall though not a lot of spring cleanup which is nice it's different than some years yeah and weeds yeah not too bad from what i'm seeing so far cross your fingers knock on wood <laughs> yeah we've we've had some really horrible problems with weeds over the years so it's good to hear that they're looking a little cleaner so far this spring i guess all right well that's probably about that's kind of wraps up strawberries do we want to kind of go through the normal things to talk about yes um you know, greenhouses are, we're at a low ebb right now in, in tomato production. That's just because of the gloomy weather back in February. Ago, yeah. um, they're sensitive to light just like anything else would be. Just like I am. <clears throat> I guess. That's why I turned my big light on but here in my office. The the warmer days, the longer days um, has really starting to change like they're really the tops are getting thicker. Okay. It's a sign that it's, it's a lot of good things are happening. The blooms are brighter. They're setting yeah. fruit. So I think we're setting up for um, good tomato production coming down the pipe. Yeah, over the next couple of months or so. Right. So, yeah, greenhouses are, are looking fair. Um, I don't know. Other than that, we've just been kind of doing the normal farm chores, feeding so forth yeah uh, we're but i was thinking about pumpkins i think we talked about this a little last time i got a big pumpkin order in there seems to be seed shortages huh. and, uh there's seems to be a lot of shortages some yeah it seems sort of like odd, like uh lots of pipelines canned just... canning jars yeah. uh i can't get work boots i've had work boots on order for five plus weeks um the picking containers that we use for strawberries buskets are in short supply way out in uh, orders so just a lot of kind of weird random things so hopefully within a year or so we'll get this uh pandemic behind us and things the supply chains will get kind of caught up and yeah 
don't know. It just, it just, it's one more thing to stress about when you have to worry about whether you can get buskets to sell to your customers to pick your berries. But we've become so accustomed to like when I need something, order True. it, and I think it's really uh, healthy to just think about and plan ahead. Okay, what will we need? Yeah. Um, not to hoard or whatever, but you know, yeah. just plan ahead and uh, probably some of that isn't all bad either yeah just yeah because anything can happen i mean look at the weird stuff down in texas and out in the midwest you know the bitter cold you know mm-hmm. just thinking through things a little bit is probably good for people in general and hopefully the shortage of canning jars means that uh, people are well i think it probably does mean some supply issues but yeah people are thinking more about food true true maybe laying in some yeah. supplies of food and so forth, which yeah. isn't all bad for your local farmer either. Very if you true. Buy food from him. <laughs> yep. Very good. Well, anything else we should talk about? Just keep this one short and sweet. I don't know if it's sweet, but it, uh, anytime you're talking about strawberries, it tends to be sweet. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a cool crop. I've, then I uh, pay attention to other farms, you know, their Facebook pages and stuff. Just, I just, it's, it's interesting to see kind of where their crop is and what sure. they're yeah. saying and so forth. And uh, I was watching some videos this morning of people picking strawberries in, at another farm. And yeah, it is just a cool crop. It's pretty and uh, something gets everyone excited and gets us really excited too i guess even though there's quite a bit of work that yeah yeah uh, we i guess we're excited about <laughs> we, we <laughs> well, it's definitely it anyway. associated with the season yeah 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 we um so there's a big strawberry meeting every year in virginia beach uh, about the end of february the first part of march and that was canceled well it was uh, an online meeting this year because of uh, the world we live in. And so it was kind of the last big meeting last year that we had. Okay. And Dad and I ran down for one day. Yeah. And, you know, just a week or two later, then the world seemed like it was a different place. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, so I've been working through those talks. They had a bunch of video farm uh, little video clips from different farms and showing plants. Did we talk about this last time? I don't, I don't know, know if we did or not. Anyway, and then, so that's one part of it. And then there's a whole another part of it, with it which is instruction. Um, strawberry experts from the Northeast, Florida, California, Virginia, just North Carolina. So wide variety of talks. And I was... I was catching up on some of them. It's farming is such an interesting thing because this is kind of philosophical. Hey, we'll take what we can get from you. (laughs) Well, maybe it's just random. No, go for it. Qualifies as philosophical, but so there's an element of farming that is just plain hard work, right? Yeah, like pulling rare covers. works on your back and whatever and uh, yeah you know it's just it's just a part of farming but then there's this whole other side 
that you know I was like I talked about with the uh, the fungicides. You know, there's learning about all this resistance stuff and stuff I don't even understand, but and need to try to apply and. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't understand exactly how it works, but, yeah. you know, people can tell you things and what to do. Yeah. And then uh, thinking about the, the technology that's, you know, everything is being affected by technology, but farming is no different. So there's a guy talking about technology. He's um, talking about automatic insect traps because monitoring for pests is sometimes difficult or whatever so this this is like a sticky pad that has a camera on it that if an insect gets stuck on it it sends it to your app on your phone and then you know that oh i have this and this and Hmm. you know maybe i need to do something about it yeah stuff like that um he showed a clip of some sort of sprayer out in california that was spraying um, treating lettuce or something like really small lettuce, okay. but it was spraying like it had a camera eye on it and it was like going right where the plant was just so it was huh. like spraying in little bursts okay to be more specific precise you know, precise yeah. you know there's all these things uh, you know they're working on strawberry picker robot things you know i don't know that that's ever going to be really practical for a small farmer yeah but yeah it's you know things uh you know there was there's studies studies are all mixed into this stuff too you know there's since this is a podcast i feel like i should say Lowell's currently waving his hands in there as he Wave talks. Rich, rich, rich. um you know guy talking about studies in california where they use cover crops and how cover crops is capturing nitrogen and putting it back into the soil instead of leaching it out and um we talked a little bit about the fall growing period for strawberries. Well, you know, so you can do some calculations or base it off of a weather station. Well, now they have sensors that are either right in the canopy, the plant canopy, or you can actually put under your row cover. So the data loggers, so you mm-hmm. could essentially watch that and say, okay, I've reached the amount of fall growth that I need, I can pull my covers hmm. off now. You know, that's actually, that's real time. I mean, yeah. that, people are yeah. doing that, and it's something that I would like to do, maybe. if I think they're pretty expensive, but it, it could be a valuable tool. Yeah. Or the the um, predictive um, sensors about when, when to spray that's based off of, of uh leaf wetness and the duration of leaf wetness they've been working on this in florida for a long time we're able to use that to reduce sprays by 40 and 50 percent well now they have these that's like a very local like how much rain you got kind of a calculation and the the prediction for the amount of time the strawberry plant itself is going to be wet well now they have these things that they can actually put under the row cover and i mean it's getting information from right there they're working on some of this some of this isn't practical practical yet but it's getting there yeah and so you could actually be getting real-time information from your very strawberry field and a prediction of when disease pressure might be high because of the amount of leaf wetness okay now you need to spray maybe you don't need to spray 
uh, you know, hmm. things like that. It's just it's such an interesting uh, mix, I guess. Of yeah, yeah. There's regular hard work in farming, and then there's also a lot of interesting uh, research and technology. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess you got to sort through all that, and figure out okay, what's actionable, what can I implement now? Or maybe if you have a choice of two things, okay, maybe you can do this because this research shows that this could be a benefit. And, um, yeah, anyway, a lot to learn. Very good. Well, sorry, good. didn't mean to get off on no. that tangent, but that was, those are things that are just interesting. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's, uh, interesting to me how you're constantly, uh, learning about new stuff and, trying to implement things a little differently it's i mean i know some people who just want to do the same thing over and over and over again. <laughs> well maybe in more traditional forms of farming maybe some of that is i don't know i mean there's farmers i follow who are they tend to be younger and they're they're into figuring out new ways or experimenting with things to to maybe yeah, up I, yields and I guess so. And but especially stuff. with the you know, more specialty type crops. But yeah, I mean the same is true in corns and so, corn yeah. soybeans too. And you know, a lot of talk about drones. I think drones at some point are going to play a bigger um, impact. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some some talk about delivering certain things to plants with bees and having stuff in a hive that they would track over and deliver it <laughs> right remember I, I talked about protecting the flower what yeah. if you could put a some sort of a substance on a bee yeah. to get it right there on the you know focused there's a lot of interesting things that yeah we will see very good well i think that's pretty much all i had unless you wanted to talk about the barn oh yeah uh maybe we'll save that for I don't know. We can talk about it. <laughs> talk about it if you want. I don't care. So we uh, have this old barn, the the old dairy barn here on our place. I guess they built that pretty soon after they came in the 50s. They being They new. being our grandparents. <laughs> um, and over the years it has um, weathered, would maybe be a way to say it. One of the walls was about to fall out. Some of the others were quite solid, but had uh, sunk some, I guess would be the, I don't know what the proper term is for. It was showing its 70 years of age. Yeah, and it was, the roof was leaking and loose, and anyhow, so we had some friends help us, uh, some local H&S construction, or H&S improvements, I think is their technical name. Uh, They re-skinned and did some internal uh, support work to to the barn here. So if it looks a little different when you come in the spring, it went, went back with, with a metal metal on the side. True, instead of painted be more boards. Durable over the long haul, I guess. So, yeah. yeah, not quite as cla- classic, maybe, yeah, yeah. but uh, probably more more functional yeah. in uh, that regard. Dad said he stuck his head in there the other day, and it was very dark, which before there had been, 
you know, half inch, three quarter inch gaps between the boards and the let, siding boards. Yeah. Let plenty of light in. But uh, yeah, I guess it was designed for hay storage and ventilation. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it did let some light in. So it served us well as it was, but uh, hopefully it will continue to serve us well for many years with this. Little yeah, hopefully it has another update. What, 50, 60, 70 years in it? Hopefully. Should, yeah. I suppose. I reckon. Wow, 70 years. Uh, we may not be huh. recording podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> be a very different unless kind that, of podcast. Unless that new technology really. <laughs> Yeah. Really uh, gets cranking up. Well, we better wrap this up before it gets any weirder. Gets off the rails. <laughs> yeah. If you made it this far, thanks for listening. Uh, you can always head over to Yoder's Farm forward slash podcast for more episodes or to subscribe. And uh, there's all kinds of information about the farm there on the website as well. So thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. See ya. So long.